Step up to a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit. iFit controls speed, incline, and decline, which means the treadmill automatically mimics the changing terrain on the screen or adjusts the speed to the trainer's cues without you having to touch a thing. Explore Nordic Track treadmills at nordictrack.com. AMR is a small but mighty business. Every single hire needs to fit just right. That's why we're working with Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash AMR. Offer valid through March 31, 2021. Terms and conditions apply. Self-care shouldn't set you back. That's one of the myriad reasons I love my Flamingo Shave Set. Shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. So visit shopflamingo.com slash AMR to get your Flamingo Shave Set. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined at long last by Amanda Loudon. Hello, Amanda. Hi, how are you? Good. It has been too long since you've sat in the co-host seat. It has been a while. I, I feel like maybe December is the last time we did this. I yeah. know, I know. What have you been writing about lately? Um, I, I, I have so many different irons in the fire. It's so oh, hard. Oh, good. To- yeah, which is always good in my business. Um, but I got to tell you, one of the most interesting things that I've been um, writing about is um, there's a, a publication about psychedelics and about how they're used in therapy. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's really fascinating. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really, really, I'm, it, I'm not, you know, saying you know, it's not about recreational use of psychedelics, it's, but it's about how therapists are getting trained to oh, yeah. use them for certain conditions, certain, um, you know, d- depression conditions that are non-responsive to other drug treatments. Um, there's just, it's just a, there's a, 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 just tons of new research going into the field and, and research centers opening up at different um, academic institutions all over the country. And it's just, it's, it's a really fascinating field that I'm enjoying learning about. And you know that we're, um, Oregon's very um, on the cutting edge of that. Right, right. You yeah. just passed legislation in the fall, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and d- Michael Polin wrote a book about it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and he, he was on Fresh Air. I listened to that episode. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, gosh. Psychedelics just, they. I mean, I, I, I hear about it, I read about it, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really intriguing. The idea of tripping is just not for me. Oh, like, same, <laughs> same. It freaks me out. There's no I, way. I, but, I mean, it's, but, it's one of the reasons I don't drink very much because when I want to be on, I want to be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it really, no. On a personal level, it just yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. no intrigue. But on a, on, on, in this particular field of mm-hmm. research, you know, and like with PTSD patients who- Oh, goodness, yes. Just mm-hmm. nothing ever works um, or, you know, I mean, works- completely. This really is offering a lot of hope. It's really, really fascinating. It is. It, it very much is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. And I'm glad you have so much work. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want, <laughs> I want to share a story of, um, so, you know, um, Dimity and I have been doing this business for now 11 years. This is um, our anniversary, right around our anniversary time when our first book came out and, you know, I mean, we, we hear from a lot of uh, women runners, how AMR has, um, you know, made an impact in their lives, um, helped them make changes, all those wonderful things and that feel very rewarding to us. And, and 
but there are so much that Dim and I get out both on a, you know, grand scale in terms of fulfillment and feeling like we're doing good in this world, but then also on a very micro scale. And I wanted to share one of those, which was, um, so on Saturdays, I am in charge of the AMR Facebook page. And so I put up a post on, okay, I admitted I scheduled it. I did not wake up at 345 to post. Come on. <laughs> and so, so it was, we were predicted to have a bunch of snow and ice, which is very unusual for Portland. And, you know, they don't own, they own very few snow plows. They don't plow, they don't salt, sand, nothing. And so um, I said, you know, oh, my choices are, you know, we're getting the snow. My choices are to go running or to go over and use Molly's Nordic Track uh, cycle, um, studio cycle bike. And so anyway, so I um, was definitely leaning toward going over to Molly's house and she said it was totally fine and most of her family was gone. So, and it's in her basement. So, um, so I, but then when I, so I got up and I was uh, foam rolling and I got a text from a bammer here in Portland uh, named Fawn Wolf. I have to say her name because I absolutely oh, I recognize Fawn's name. <laughs> yeah, but I also adore that, she, you know, it's two animal names put together. So, um, <laughs> and she says, hey, Sarah, it's Fawn. I saw your post and just wanted to let you know I'm running in our neighborhood now. Uh, this is packed heavy snow. I'm running on top and not pushing through very often. It's actually better than I thought it would be. Enjoy your run on the snow or the treadmill. Um, so um, anyway, so it just planted that seed in my head and there I was all set to, you know, then get dressed to go over and, and use the bike. And I'm like, no, I saw a guy running on the snow yesterday and it looks so much fun. And based on that, plus Fawn's text, I went out and went running instead. So oh, very good. Very and good. had a very good time. So I appreciate, you know, shouldn't do it to, to, you know, goad me or anything like that, but it was just the impetus I needed. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then ran the next day and then, oh my gosh. And then the weather just started going so sideways, like a lot of freezing rain. And, um, yeah. so anyway, so finally this morning though, to, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, went out and w- was on kind of quote unquote, more major streets. It's a neighborhood, so it's not really major, but so they're more cleared off by cars passing on it. And I had my Catula Nano spikes. And after about a mile, I thought, huh, I don't think I need these. So I stopped, I took them off because I'd seen two other people running and they were not, they didn't have any traction devices on their shoes. And Honestly, I took like 20 steps. I'm like, nope, I'm putting these back on. <laughs> Going back on. <laughs> I'm like, I am not falling. <laughs> or it's not even the falling. It's the, you know, splaying a little bit. And suddenly you like, you know, strain your inner groin yes. or something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually took the tiniest little fall this morning um, because around here, what we get is very much what you're describing, like the icy situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's just Maryland. And I ran very, very early this morning with a friend and we were running along this path where there had been melting, you know, that had mm-hmm. come across the path and then it froze mm-hmm. and it was dark still. And we, we had our headlamps and lights and everything. So we could see the patches as we were approaching them, but I was trying to like, just kind of tiptoe across yep. it. Yep. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't, it's not nearly enough widespread enough that, that you could put on traction devices. So I was kind of tiptoeing and then, and then, yeah, I, I went down very gently. It was no, mm. no deal, but, but yes, I agree with you. Like that's the fear is just the, you know, mm. the yeah, like going out and, mm-hmm. and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, but I'm, I mean, I ran on a lot of bare pavement in my Catula nano spikes, which I, yeah. I get nothing, I get nothing from Catula nano spikes. That's just, I'm saying that. So people right. know that's the, what I, and I am not bothered by running on, you know, bare pavement in them. You know, well, like, I, like I always worried, like when I start hearing that sound, I always worry that I'm just like grinding them down to nub. You're so funny because I think that I, you know, you're so much um, more, <laughs> you're smaller than I am, but I'm like, whoa, I'm putting like a lot of weight on these things. I'm worrying that I'm grinding them into the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, really, really, Sarah, do you think your body weight is compressing and grinding down what steel? <laughs> I suppose not. It just, it just feels that way. It sure does. And also then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I only use these like twice a year. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not enough. And, and then it was funny because I do look at them. I'm like, huh, they're not spiky. They are definitely, you know, kind of yeah. flat nubbins, but I recommended them on our Facebook page. Somebody asked about what people, what people use. So I wanted to um, put a link to it. And so I looked at the picture just yesterday online. I'm like, huh, they look about the same as mine do. And mine are like seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Then. <laughs> I'm like, okay, big girl, Sarah, you are not wearing down. your <laughs> not farming these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. We both have the same mirror. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, um, want to introduce our topic and our guest for today. Our guest is Ashley Lawson Green. She is co-founder of Run Girl, a digital media and event platform for black women with the goal of creating a community for the black woman distance runner. Ashley is the CEO of Run Girl and as well as a RRCA certified running coach and a new first time mom. Ashley has run two marathons and countless half marathons since running her first race in 2012. Ashley will join Amanda and I after this break. Stay with us. Okay, with much of the U.S. socked under by snow, ice, or frigid temperatures, or heck, all three, and many gyms still shuttered, I don't think there was ever a week that screamed, it's time to have a home gym, more loudly and clearly. And because you want equipment that's high quality, reliable, and entertaining, the response should be, buy a machine from Nordic Track with iFit Interactive Connected Technology. With a massive touchscreen, iFit transports you to an energetic studio workout class or breathtaking locations filmed in more than 40 countries across all seven continents. I know you're with me in wanting to run on a Tahitian beach or do a hit workout in Hawaii right about now iFit offers up more than 60 types of workouts from yoga to Tabata with new sessions added daily. You've probably seen Dimity on our Instagram account on her Nordic Track studio cycle, riding virtually in the mountains of Utah and in various European locales. She recently raved that she'd completed a terrain, sorry, a train to terrain ride in Turkey with iFit trainer Jen Hudak and her unexpected canine companion. So cool to ride through different stunning parts of the world. The incline adjusts to the, to the terrain so you huff and puff up hills and coast down them right along with your coach. Dimity continues, another cool thing about the Nordic Track bike, the screen can pivot so you can get off and easily see what you need to do during the strength workouts. To see all the Nordic Track bike, treadmill, elliptical, and rower options with iFit technology, head to nordictrack.com. That's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com. See where you can go with Nordic Track with iFit. Another mother runner has been up and running for more than a decade yet it's still a small business. We know from firsthand experience that every single hire needs to be the exact right fit. A poor hire, it's like taking a wrong turn in a race. Indeed can help assure your business makes excellent forward progress. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. 
Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates, you guessed it, instantly. This allows you to do the part you really need faster, meeting and hiring great people. Rather than having to sift through countless candidates, Instant Match ensures you see a list of great candidates right away. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time, and you only pay for what you need. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to the industry insider Talent Nest. Do you want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AMR. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AMR. Indeed.com slash AMR. Offer valid through March 31, 2021. Terms and conditions apply. Drugstore brands of women's razors are ugly and overpriced, especially the ineffective blades. I'm so glad I found a much better shaving option, Flamingo Razors. Flamingo was started by a group of women at Harry's, the men's shaving brand, who wanted to create a better experience for women too. And voila, razors that are pretty and affordable. My two teenage daughters and I now swear by Flamingo Razors. Training for a marathon, I'm spending much more time than usual in my running capris, which means exposed lower legs. Hair removal is not everyone's jam, I know that, but for me, it's an option I exercise year-round. I just like how sleek it makes my calves look and feel. Flamingo's five-blade cartridges do an amazing job at giving a clean, close shave on legs, knees, armpits, and anywhere else you choose to shave. Its weighted, textured handle assures the razor sits securely in my hand in my post-run shower. Try the Flamingo Shave Set for just $16. It's your entire shave routine, including Flamingo's award-winning razor, shave gel, and body lotion. Plus, they throw in a slip-free shower hook. I'm telling you, shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. And with their 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try Flamingo risk-free. Flamingo is in more than 1 million bathrooms, and it can be in yours too for just $16 with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com AMR. That's shopflamingo.com AMR. Yes, flamingo like the bird. Shopflamingo.com AMR. Welcome, Ashley. So glad you could join us finally. I'm so happy to be here. I know this has been a, a little while in the making. Yes, yes. And I hear we have a secondary guest with us as well. Is she on your chest or? Um, she's in my lap right now. We're having a little bit of lunch. Um, uh-huh. Zuri is here with us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so mm, sweet. Cute name. Yeah. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. So Ashley, I know we said that you ran your first race in 2012, but tell us how you first got into running. Uh, it's always, to me, it's a little bit of a funny story. Well, I don't know if I can call it funny. Um, <laughs> I was living in Chicago at the time, um, not too far out of college, um, or at least le- having left my hometown. Um, mm-hmm. And I just started to notice my weight was catching up with me. So I was always one of those, I could eat whatever I want and it wouldn't show up anywhere. Um, but I started to notice my weight was catching up with me. Um, I was trying to find like new community. Um, and I had a good girlfriend who ran six miles every day, like clockwork. So I was like, oh, well, the lake is here. Um, I was working at the Nike store at the time. I was like, I can get some shoes and I'm just going to go on a run with her. Um, I went on a run with her, maybe made it 
a mile and a half, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't really know about this. Um, but she, <laughs> she, she encouraged me. She kept, kept me going. Um, and so I really kind of have been running ever since then, right? Like Chicago just presented a great opportunity um, in the city and its beauty to run, the, the running community that's there, the close friends that I had that ran. Um, so that's really sort of how I got into it. I was never an athlete growing up. So it was really just a new opportunity for me to try something different, to push mm-hmm. myself um, and to, uh, you know, hopefully get fit in the process. Nice. 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 And, and you didn't just, you know, go halfway. Um, you're also a certified running coach. So um, what led you down that path? Um, so fast forward in my running career, um, I left Chicago with, I think only one race under my belt. Um, it was the Shamrock Shuffle, which is such, such a fun race. Um, I moved to DC in the, the summer of 2013. Um, and again, was looking for community and stumbled upon um, a group here, a run crew here called District Running Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a pretty large crew here um, in DC, um, one of the sort of largest ones in the States. Um, and the crew itself is a part of this sort of like global running community. I'm not sure how familiar you all are with it. There's crews sort of all over the world um, in different cities. Um, and so after a year or so of running with District Running Collective, I was like, I want to get more involved. Um, and so I did. Um, I started helping out um, the captains, they were called, um, leading events, um, leading runs and things of that nature. And that led me to becoming sort of a crew, a captain leader of District Running Collective. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, I'm getting a ton of questions, right? It's like, well, what about this and my running form and how do I get faster? And What is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a leader of a crew, I really wanted to be able to answer people's questions and be able to serve the community from a place of um, both knowledge and credibility. So mm-hmm. that was really what spurred it. Um, I don't coach in a traditional sense uh, where, you know, I'm working with clients sort of regularly or have, you know, tra- helping people train for races regularly. But what I, where I really use my um, certification is within the community and within the communities that I have built and then the communities that I've grown sort of just to be a support, but be a sound one and be telling people real things as opposed to, you know, just what I've learned from my own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So before we get to run girl, we have to find out how motherhood is treating you. Um, Remind me how many months old your daughter is now and how have you found the return to running? So Zuri is four months and some change. Um, And motherhood is love. Like motherhood is the greatest. It's really hard every day. Um, but I think there's just something so incredible in watching her grow and change and learn um, and explore and just be so curious every day. Um, mm-hmm. she's such a happy baby and talks a lot. I think we, sh- we think she's singing now. We're not really sure, but oh, talks wow. a lot and just, just really happy. Um, and so far, despite the pandemic is really comfortable with people. So, um, she's Aww. just a joy. Um, and it's been the greatest gift. So, um, as far as my return to running, um, it's funny you ask because I don't, I can't say that I've made a return. Um, oh, okay. I've maybe run twice since she's mm-hmm. been here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, there's a number of reasons I, I haven't decided if they are like legitimate reasons or excuses. However, mm. um, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. It probably won't be until after daylight savings time. So my husband works really early in the morning. Um, mm. and obviously with her, I can't run in the morning anymore. One, because it's still dark, but two, because I have to sort of tend to her in the mornings before her nanny mm-hmm. comes, um, 
And then also we just moved into a new neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. and I'm just unsure about it. I don't know anything about it yet. So I need to do some exploring. And so those have been my sort of big reasons why I haven't mm-hmm. gotten back into it. Um, mm-hmm. What we have done is get a Peloton, the bike. Mm-hmm. So that has been good. And that has treated me well. Um, and I found it incredibly um helpful and from a convenience perspective um, and just from a motivation perspective just to keep me moving I know it's not the same as running so I know getting back Mm -hmm. into on the road is going to be difficult still um, but Mm -hmm. I feel good that I'm I'm getting I'm staying moving Mm -hmm. and sitting on a bike seat not too difficult after Uh, giving birth (laughs) you know no not too difficult oh good not yet not yet Um, I haven't had too many residual birth issues as of yet Um, Mm -hmm. you know there's some little stuff here and there I don't know mm-hmm. how much you want to share on the podcast today. Sure, but, um, your TMI, yeah, yeah, bring th- it on. <laughs> I think uh, for the most part, I've been pretty fortunate. I think those two times that I have run, um, holding my bladder is now no longer, it's like not a thing anymore. So mm-hmm. when I'm running and I have to use a restroom, those two things do not go together. I used to be able to manage it, you know, but not mm-hmm. anymore. So that was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is really real. Like my body has really gone through some really extreme <laughs> changes. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm like super going to have to be super conscious about and or just wear black all the time because <laughs> <laughs> because or, there's no there's no stopping it. <laughs> no stopping you need it. to yeah. see a, you need to see a PT like don't don't, you know, just kick the, that can yeah, down the road. I did. You know, I have yeah. seen a PT um, oh, and that's a lot of work also as well. Uh, so yes. you know, it's yeah. a lot of work. It's hard to get into a rhythm of doing that type of physical therapy regularly, but I'm working yeah. on it. I am working on yeah, it. Yeah. I have to, I will overshare in that. Um, so I had to push for a long, long, long time. I think mm-hmm. six and a half hours to have my, oh, my first daughter. Yeah. And, um, and so I wasn't having, um, I didn't seem to have any kind of incontinence things, but I remember when I went for my six week checkup, my doctor said, oh yeah, you definitely, you know, did some damage. And, and I would worry that down the road, you might have fecal incontinence. And I was like, oh. what, what? And I was like, <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, I, I barely put my clothes back on before I was calling, you know, to get a PT appointment. Like, yeah, yeah. It's one thing to pee yourself. It's, <laughs> Even Zuri's like, girlfriend, that is not good. <laughs> it's one of those things that nobody, well, there's a lot of things in pregnancy that people don't talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wish there were just more candid conversations and pregnancy wasn't so sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Glamorized, right? People mm-hmm. make it seem like yeah. it's this like spectacular experience. And while it is incredibly beautiful and your body does um, do incredible things, like there's just a lot of other side effects that you just don't hear about until you go through it. And I just wonder Mm -hmm. why that is. And and sort of seeing a physical therapist and the incontinence issues and the pelvic floor Mm -hmm. issues are just things that I hadn't heard about until I was going Mm -hmm. through it. And so I don't know what that is or why breastfeeding is another thing. Like nobody Mm -hmm. told me I was prepared for, um, you know, the aftermath of delivery, I was prepared for how my body was going to feel and using the restroom and all those things. Nobody Mm -hmm. prepared me for breastfeeding. Um, Mm -hmm. and so my close friends and, you know, people that I know and they're pregnant, I'm like, let me know if you want me to tell you how it really is, because it's not, you know, it's, it's hard. It's incredibly difficult. And so there's definitely conversations that I hope that we can continue to have or start to have more, Mm -hmm. um, more forwardly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What about, um, while you were pregnant, did anything surprise you from a running perspective? 
You know, so I ran up until about month seven, uh, which I was pretty proud of. I wanted to run all the way through, but I think that's when I started sort of experiencing some of those pelvic, I don't want to say pelvic floor issues. Um, so I don't know, I assume most of your audience is familiar with like relaxin and the hormone relaxin and what that does mm-hmm. and how it loosens your muscles and things like that. Well, my relaxin was like relaxing. And so <laughs> walk, at some point walking, running, all that stuff, it just got to be really uncomfortable afterwards. Um, and so I decided to just like shut it down. Um, cause you know, I would go on runs and then at night I couldn't like roll over because it was that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, th- I, well, that was one of the things that surprised me, but from a sort of positive perspective, I was just really pleased with, um, the way I was able to sort of run through that long, right. It didn't, mm-hmm. nothing really <laughs> changed. I wasn't running super long distances, but I also wasn't like, okay, well, I can only run a mile for today. Um, I, mm-hmm. you know, kept up with my normal routine, um, was still uh, able to run with my husband. We were at this point in peak pandemic time. So I couldn't see my friends anymore. So that sucked, but um, <laughs> was still able to get the miles in regularly, which I was pleased with and, and, and fairly surprised by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Zuri was laughing when you said that you couldn't see your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like you have me <laughs> yeah I did have I, she was there the whole time I, you know I had a lot of people telling me like where you're, you're you know you're crazy or it was either you're crazy or you're inspiring right there is no sort mm-hmm. of in between so hopefully that's something that can also be normalized a bit more too I know that there are a lot of women that run when they're pregnant but I don't think that's something that's like the super norm or seen as often as it probably mm-hmm. could be yeah mm-hmm. that. yeah so as, as a coach and a new mom, um, what advice would you have for newer moms who are trying to get back into running or taking up running? Um, you know, I, most advice that I give is probably advice that I need to take myself. Um, and I, <laughs> I think in, in this particular case, or to answer your question, I think comparison is the thief of joy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's hard sort of coming to terms with like one, you're basically starting from zero or you're starting from just like a completely new place. Um, and I think that's something that you have to be okay with sort of as a new mom, right? Your body might be a little bit different. Your endurance might be a little different. Things might feel a little bit different. Your mechanics might look different, um, but you can't compare that to anybody else's journey or story or perspective or, you know, their comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't particularly prescribe to the whole, um, you know, snapback culture. Um, I don't really believe in that. I just think, you know, you have to do what's right for you at the time in the moment um, and for your body and don't compare yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Also, Great. you got this, you can do it. Yeah. We, can, we can do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I've never heard that phrase snapback culture. Did you just coin that or is that something uh, that like- I mean, I feel like I just put the word culture behind it, but you know, you hear okay. people all the time talk about, you know, I got to snap back from being pregnant, mm-hmm. right? And I've got to mm-hmm have this sort of quick return to my body being either what it was before or better, or, you know, I have to lose, mm-hmm. my, lose the, the pregnancy tummy, um, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, I personally think I still look like I'm six months pregnant. Uh, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I breastfed for a little while and I, people were like, Oh, it'll help your stomach go down. I don't really think it helped that much. Um, mm-hmm. but also like, I'm okay with that. And I'm, you know, learning to be okay with this new body that birthed this human, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't look like how I thought it was going to, or how I used to. So, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to continue to work on being healthy and well, um, mm-hmm. and fit and whatever, whatever that way that means for this, this sort of new body that I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's a fantastic attitude. Yeah. 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 So, so Ashley, please tell us about the genesis of run girl, like including any personal incidents at distance races, like your marathons that, that prompted you to form this community. Yeah. So, um, run girl is a community that, um, is focused on providing information, inspiration, and celebration for black women, distance runners. Those are sort of our three pillars. Um, and we started it because we felt like running, um, was lacking in those very areas, right. Especially as it related to people, women, um, who look like us. Um, I never had any negative experiences necessarily while I was running races. Um, but I think it's just one of those, it's akin to experiences that I used to have growing up in, in school, right? There were a lot of times where I might've been like the only black person in class. And those are the kind of things that you kind of feel when you're in a race, you know, with 40,000 people and there's, you know, I don't know the numbers, but a very Mm -hmm. small ratio of those people are black, let alone black women. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's noticeable, you feel it, you can feel it. And, you know, when you see other black women on the course, there's like that, that nod or that head shake that, or that like special, you know, we cheer for each other extra hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we saw that happening. It was just like feelings and experiences like that. It's like, we know we're out here running. Um, We know we want as black women, we need um, and want to be well. So how can we create a space um, that sort of tends to those two ideas? Um, And so Mm -hmm. there are six co-founders Mm-hmm. Uh, we all actually ran together and met through um, and became close through District Running Collective um, and decided that we wanted to create something that was, you know, just for Black women specifically. Um, mm-hmm. All of our content, um, all of our events, everything that we do is sort of catered to this unique shared experiences that Black women have. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can obviously consume the content, but, you know, it is specifically created for um, Black women. Um, so that's sort of the genesis. Um, you know, we weren't in the blogs, you didn't see us in sort of brand marketing. Um, you know, there is a lot of to be desired when it came to um, sort of Black women in the space. And so we hope to, and we hope we are sort of closing some of that gap. Nice. So y- you guys have a, a, a stated um, kind of um, mission push to create more equity for black women in wellness through running. So talk to us about what that looks like and and what steps need to be taken. Yeah, so I think um, at our sort of inception, we were really just focused on like running and runners, right, distance runners. So not your typical sort of sprinters and not your typical, uh, you know, the African women that are dominating in the marathons, but sort of like everyday runner. But what we realized is that um, the runners in our community, more than anything, just were interested in space where they could be and feel and get well. Um, And so over time, we sort of transitioned into this place where we use running as our vehicle because it's what we know, it's what we're passionate about, it's what we coach um, to help Black women sort of in the overall wellness space and for to help Black women be well. it manifests itself in, in a bunch of different ways. So pre-COVID, uh, we had a lot of community events, which I think uh, people really, really, really enjoyed um, just because there's, again, creating the opportunity for Black women to come together and talk, especially we do a lot of talking at these events in addition to running, um, and just sort of share stories and share experiences. Um, and so that was one of the ways. It's just like creating space. 
Um, I think another way, and it's something that we're focusing more on now is um, how do we work with brands and, and build brand partnerships that one, see black women as sort of important in the conversation um, and can help to further us being sort of visible in the sport. So, you know, I think brands have a lot of power to sort of create positive change and create positive impact. They just have to believe in your cause. Um, and so I think that's sort of our next frontier is like, how do we work together with some of these brands that are influential in the space um, to create more opportunities for um, us to be seen, whether it's um, in ads or in blogs or um, having a seat at the table when they're sort of talking about creating, maybe it's clothes for runners, right? Because a lot of black women size, you know, run, larger sized, uh, whether it's, you know, full body size or larger breasts or larger hips and waists mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So I think there's just a number of different ways that if we can connect with the entities that are sort of leading the charge uh, mm -hmm. or the entities that don't recognize the influence they have, that we can have a lot of impact that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you find brands being receptive and being kind of sincerely interested in not just maybe using you as a uh, your run girl as a way to reach a larger audience, but but to t to be receptive to your all's input and to really be like you said partners at the table. Yeah, um, I think that's yet to be seen. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are some brands who absolutely one hundred percent want to support. They believe in what we're doing. Um, they believe it's important. Um, they are invested in sort of creating space for this particular demographic and for our community. Um, I think, that, you know, after last summer, um, after George Floyd, George Floyd was murdered, we, there was a lot of outreach, as you can imagine, there were a lot of people mm -hmm. reaching out who wanted, you know, us to speak on panels or contribute to this or that. Um, mm -hmm. And we just had to be really upfront and transparent with them and, and really ask the tough questions like, what is your stance on either Black Lives Matter or just, you know, the, the, the landscape that we're living in now? Um, and what are your plans? What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And if they didn't have an answer or didn't have a good answer, then we just weren't going to be a part of it. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it it's goes both ways in that, like, at some point, we have, we want to be able to work with these brands, right? So it's like, at what point do we not leverage an opportunity for um, the visibility and influence um, mm -hmm. versus like choosing a partner who might not be in it for the right reason. So it's, it's there's, it's like a, it's an interesting tango that we're mm -hmm. in, but we try yeah. and stay true to who we are um, and work with brands who are comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, and those that we feel like are actually you know, mean what they say, because you can mm -hmm. kind of see through it. Um, yeah, but also yeah. I think there's benefit to just being a part of the conversation as well. So it's well, an interesting, it's an interesting dance. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. I mean, um, you know, AMR works with marketing partners and then to try to bring in the, the facet that you all are of seeing, you know, is it what's marketing speak? What's sincerity? What's, uh -huh you know, yep. openness to, to what is the, the people you'd be working with on their side of the team. And yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ashley, you, you touched upon this um, somewhat before, but, but talk a little bit more about the ways that run girl is trying to achieve the aim of changing what it means and looks like to be a runner. And then on top of that, how you feel the larger runner running community could take steps toward doing this. 
That's a, that's a great question. Um, I think the answer is twofold. I think mm-hmm. from the black woman's perspective, from our perspective, it's about visibility and being seen, um, mm-hmm. in the sport, um, for a number of reasons, but namely just being comfortable, right? So you, when you are on that race course, there's more people that look like mm-hmm. you. Um, and I think the more we're seeing, the more people can see themselves in the sport and the more they'll come mm-hmm. along. And so I think that mm-hmm. will one begin to change, you know, the barriers for entry for black women to the sport. Mm-hmm. I think the other side of it, um, and how I think other runners can help, um, white or otherwise is just avoiding the, the othering, right? Mm-hmm. We are runners just like anybody else. And so how do we acknowledge that in a way that is, um, meaningful and impactful, but also just like feels normal. Like we're just here to run just like you, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's a weird sort of like, it can be a touchy topic, right? When we mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm allies and we talk about all these sort of like um buzzwords right now but it really just is like we're just here just trying to just trying to figure it out just like everybody else right and so we just Mm want to be seen like that and you know talk to us like that and um Mm -hmm. you know just treat us as if uh, we're runners um first Mm -hmm. so i mean when we're back at that you know the the fall races let's hope we're there in the corral Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how would you like, um, you know, white women to, to, to make, um, black women runners feel welcome to feel not othered. And like, because I think some people can think like, oh, well, I'm not talking to this, you know, this white chick next to me. So why should I, you know, start turn and talk to this woman because she's black and mm-hmm. just talking to her, then make mm-hmm. it seem like, oh, I am othering you because now I've right. yeah. turned my head to talk yeah. to you. So, so, um, and again, I, I know it's not your job to help make me feel comfortable or any of us feel comfortable. So I, you know, but um, just kind of putting yourself in that position, what would you like to have happen? Uh, yeah. You know, I think, I think exactly what you said is right in that at the start line at the corral, you don't have to say anything to me. One, I'm probably anxious. So I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. Anyway. I, I, get, I get real, I get nervous at every start line. Like I'm going to sure. win or something. I have no idea sure. why. Um, <laughs> but I, what I do think is it's, it, all the work happens before the start line. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think all the work happens when we are not in the room, it's mm-hmm. um, having conversations with people who might have other ill feelings or ill wishes or whatever those things may be towards, um, you know, black people or black women. Um, mm-hmm. It's when you're in run specialty stores, uh, you know, are there any black people that work there? What does leadership look like? It's mm-hmm. in conversations that we can't be in really advocating for opportunities for us to join, uh, you know, pull up a chair to that table. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's where the most impact can have. And then at home, right. What conversations are you having with your aunts and cousins and nieces and and all those types of things? I think it's the work really is done when we aren't around. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you saying hi at the start line is like, awesome. Like Mm -hmm. that's not really helping me. You know what Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I appreciate the cheer, but what would be really great is if, um, you know, there's representation and in, in the boardrooms, right? Sure. Those are the conversations that are important that I think um, other white women can sort of have influence um, on and, and help in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Ashley, when looking over the Run Girl site, um, I came across the Run Girl running headspace checklist. Yeah. Love. Can you share a bit about that checklist and um, especially kind of focus on the pre-run anxiety? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, I am like queen of anxiety um, <laughs> at the start line when I'm running mid race. Um, it's interesting. I'm very much a do as I say, not as I do kind of coach. <laughs> right. Um, and I have a really difficult time sort of like pushing through a lot on a lot of my runs. Right. Once I sort of get into the sort of negative thought thing, it just like takes over and then mm -hmm. the runs are ruined. Um, and it ha happens probably, you know, a good more than I would like it to, right? So that is what, why this whole sort of checklist came about. And it's really just more of like a check-in with myself. And I think something that I found helpful when it was time to go out for runs, especially sort of longer in like training runs, mm -hmm. um, it was just sort of like scan my body, right? How am I feeling today? Um, how am I feeling about this run that's, uh, that I have to go on? Am I excited? Am I not excited? Are, is there anything I can do to sort of like, get me to a place where I'm like feeling good about it. Have I eaten, you know, is my body fueled? Am I actually ready? Um, and just sort of like giving that scan and going through the process just, just to like recognize. Um, I don't usually try and change anything because I feel like once I try and change something then that just makes it worse. Um, but if I just do the scan, sort of acknowledge, recognize after the run, I can kind of do the same thing and, and reassess. And so over time I can sort of like get to know what cues are sort of leading me to, you know, a bad run, whether it's a bad day or whether I haven't eaten appropriately or, you know, whether, you know, it's a, tr a very prescriptive training run that I just don't feel like I can hit the targets, whatever the thing is, just sort of understanding what those triggers end up being so that I can mm -hmm. hopefully um, relieve myself of them in the future. So I just, mm -hmm. just that check-in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's so intentional. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess final question, do you have any in-person races on the docket for 2021? You know, um, I do. Um, there is a race. Well, it's a new race. It was supposed to mm -hmm. debut last year, actually. Um, mm -hmm. it's called the DC half marathon. So like super simple. It's, um, and I believe it's like a, it's a, run specialty store here, like a local run organization that put it, that puts it together. Um, and it's replacing one of the old military races. Mm. Um, and so like it's a half marathon, which is like, it's not my favorite distance, but it's a good distance, I think, to be returning back to running. So it gives me something really to work really hard for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be, I'm a, still a little bit nervous about how it's all going to work in distancing and huffing and puffing and, you know, running that in close proximity to that many people, but you know, I'm registered for it. We'll see if I actually tell the start line come September and okay. also maybe we'll be vaccinated by then. I don't know. Oh yeah. Gosh, we have to hope so, but yeah. it gives me something to look forward to. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about, um, just being signed up for a race and, and training for it. I'm, I'm going to try and drag my sister along for the ride. It'll be her first race like ever. So, oh. um, we'll see. We'll see, wow. you know, we're starting, we're, you know, we're starting from a very similar baseline at this point. So <laughs> might as well just train together. Why not? But it's, also, it's also because she won't know any different. Like that exactly. will be the, truly, you know, not a new normal, just normal. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite things about just like running. Um, 
with the people that I run with their very first run or like very beginners. And, you know, six months later, they're running a half marathon a year later, they're running a marathon. Like those are the moments and the times that really, really make running special to me. And so I'm just looking forward to getting back to that. And the fact Mm -hmm. that we haven't had that for, you know, I don't know, going on a year at this point, um, Mm -hmm. is pretty sad. Yeah, it is. It is. And we all need something to look forward to. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. And we look forward to um, following along and um, as Run Girl continues to push and make change. Thank you. Thank you so much for creating space for this conversation. Um, For Run Girl, for me, this has been so much fun. Good, good, good. And give Zuria a kiss on her sweet little head for us. We, we sure will. We wish we could reach through and just <laughs> give her a squeeze. She's, a, you know, running. This, this is why we're doing it, right? This is why Run Girl exists. So that when Zuri starts running, right, mm-hmm. that there's, there's no, there's no issues for her. Mm-hmm. She's exactly. normal. She's a normal runner. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Take care, Ashley. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Now that we, now that some of us Older folks have uh, all the ba- <laughs> the baby I desire. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, well, um, awesome, awesome. So, well, if you love listening to the AMR podcast, which we hope you do, um, we hope you can um, share the love and hit that subscribe button. We are on a mission this month to get more subscribers to our podcast, because what it means for you is when you subscribe to a podcast, then when a new episode comes out, whether it's on Fridays for this show or on Tuesday for AMR Answers and Trains, um, it automatically downloads. So then when you're about to head out the door or hop on the treadmill, poof, it's right there waiting for you to listen to. And if you show us on social media that you subscribe, you are entered automatically to win a $50 gift card to the Mother Runner store. So the way to show us that you've subscribed, first of all, you do subscribe and that's pretty easy. I mean, um, just look for it on your, whatever platform you listen to, there should be a subscribe button right there. If you already have subscribed, awesome. And either way, once you have subscribed, post a screenshot in your Instagram story and tag at the Mother Runner. Do this through February 28th. You only have to um, post once to be entered for each drawing each week. Um, and then a new winner will be picked every Friday in February. This is 2021 that this is happening. And I'll give you a shout out. I'll give the shout out to a winner. Last week's winner was Courtney Soderholm Storley. Congratulations, Courtney. And um, yeah, so please subscribe. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Music.